Welcome to CPF Firewire, a podcast from California professional firefighters where we discuss a wide range of issues affecting firefighters, our unions, our families, and the communities we serve. Hello and welcome to another edition of the CPF Firewire. I'm CPF President Brian Rice. Ever since it was unveiled 20 years ago, the California Firefighters Memorial has been hollowed ground for our profession. The memorial is located on the grounds of the state capitol in Sacramento. Etched into the memorial wall are the names of every California firefighter who has died in the line of duty. For firefighters and their families, the California Firefighters Memorial is a symbol of heroism and remembrance. But since its unveiling in 2002, the number of names on the memorial has nearly doubled. Our memorial wall is running out of room, and we can't let the sacrifice of future firefighters pass without recognition. That's why we need to expand the memorial in Sacramento. The California Fire Foundation is CPF's nonprofit organization that built and maintains the memorial. Joining us today to talk about the memorial expansion and the work of the foundation is the executive director, Rick Martinez. Rick is a veteran of more than three decades in the fire service as a firefighter, fire chief, and most recently as a foundation's executive director. Like all firefighters, the memorial is deeply personal to Rick, and he's committed to extending its legacy for decades to come. Rick, welcome to the CPF Firewire. It's a pleasure to be here today. You know, as um, as we go forward, I, I think a big, I kind of take it for granted because we've worked together for a lot of those three decades that I mentioned. And so as we start off, I, I think really a simple, um, introduce yourself to the firefighters of California, kind of just um, a short Reader's Digest bio. As a bit of background, I started my career many years ago, more than I want to admit, uh, as a firefighter. Um, I was a little bit of a hapless firefighter. I came to the profession of firefighting when I was looking for a job as a young man. I was born and raised in Sacramento, came to work for the Sacramento Fire Department, uh, where I spent the first 21 years. It was a great opportunity. Uh, Like all firefighters I know, I made a number of friends that are lifelong, and I learned uh, our craft, our profession there. I went from there to what was then the American River Fire District as fire chief. We went through a a couple of mergers uh, to become the Sacramento Metropolitan Fire District or Metro Fire, where I completed the first round of of my career. After 10 years as fire chief, I retired. And then the last many years I've been, I've worked with a couple of agencies, both cities and counties. uh, helping them in transition. I was blessed in my career to have be exposed to a number of opportunities, one of which was uh, my time working with FEMA and particularly under the USAR program. And in that role, I responded to the Oklahoma City bombing with members of the Sacramento uh, area fire departments, and then again in 2001 to the World Trade Center and Hurricane Katrina, and a number of hurricanes. That's not necessarily special, but it does provide a backdrop for seeing communities in crisis. Um, and also, I I spent eight years as a executive board member with the California Pro- Professional Firefighters and uh, formative years when we established the foundation. 
Let's talk, let's talk about that a little bit. You are an original signature of the Articles Incorporation of the Foundation. And I think really one of the, the main priorities was to get a memorial established. You were there at ground zero. And so I kind of want to, I would love for the listeners to hear that history. When I look back and think about my time uh, with the, on the CPF executive board and that period of when the foundation was first formed, while the articles of incorporation and the bylaws were broad, <clears throat> the focus was on establishing a memorial. And I credit Dan Terry with having the vision and the passion to really move that ball down the field. It was a heavy lift. It was a heavy lift for so many reasons. Uh, first and foremost, <clears throat> at the time, uh, there was significant opposition to having a, another memorial located on the Capitol grounds. Uh, Dan in particular, but I think all of us felt that that would be a fitting place for California's firefighter right. memorial. So it took uh, a bit of effort, uh, no, a lot of effort and work to, to, to make that real. Then the second element was actually fundraising. I mean, you know, it seems today when you throw around a few million dollars, that number, you go, well, that's a fair amount of money. But but back in the 80s, that was a lot of money. And that's, you know, what it looked like it would cost. But because there was passion, because there was vision, um, it became a reality. So if you look at the steps that it took, legislative steps, political steps, relationship steps, and then fundraising steps to and to enable that the California Firefighter Memorial would be located on Capitol Park and actually come to fruition was significant. I think for those of us who participated uh, initially and then, you know, watched the process, I think we, we might have underestimated one thing, uh, and that was the actual impact on the families that very personal impact on those who had members of their family's names on that wall. It's significant. Right. And so it went from an appropriate recognition of sacrifices, sacrifices of the individuals, and also those firefighters that are, that are active, who went through a career and successfully made it to retirement. Um, it's an acknowledgement of the sacrifices that, that they made. So it went from that memorial and recognition to hollowed ground as a sacred place for all firefighters. And almost uh, everybody that I've spoken to, um, we all have somebody on there that we worked with. Um, it, is, it's, it, it is hollow ground. And it, sometimes it's hard to put into words. You know, that's what I really want the, the listeners and the members to understand the level and the importance that we as professional firefighters had when it first started to everything that we've seen to date and why it's so important that we maintain our hand and presence in there in the expansion and the funding. So I kind of want to go back to, you know, um, articles incorporation of the foundation are done. We've got bylaws done. Now we have a vision for a memorial. What happened next? What happened next is starting to socialize the notion of we, we, we want to build this memorial. And 
and working through the process of what does that take? I mean, what's interesting about the Capitol grounds, I think that if you, it was interesting about the Capitol as a republic is that that's the house, that's the, that's the home of the people, that's where the work of the people gets uh, happen, you know? And, and so when you connect that to the fact that, you know, we wanted to put the recognition to, to the state's firefighters, all firefighters, no matter where right. they work, on that Capitol grounds, it's an acknowledgement that that's important to the basis of why we exist as a state. And, um, but because it, it is a Capitol Park, it, it's in historic in nature. At the time, there was a resistance to adding another memorial. And, and I remember some discussion at the time that, that was, we don't want to, this to look like a cemetery. Right. We want it to be a place where people come. And so we, and I say we, but it wasn't me. Um, again, I'll, I'll go to Dan Terry and Brian Hatch and Dallas Jones and a number of other folks who were very engaged at the time. Um, they had to overcome that. And there's, there's a number of ways to do it, but one of it through, was through education, right. to providing the background as to why it was appropriate and necessary. So the fact that we were on the Capitol grounds, our memorial, and I say our memorial, I'm not speaking from the fact that it's the foundation. No, I'm speaking as a firefighter. Our memorial sits on the Capitol grounds. It's recognizing the contribution of all firefighters, past, present, and future. Necessary, elevate our status, but what it does recognizes, recognizes our contribution. That's really important. Um, so, you know, at the time, it, it, it was a labor of love, and, and there were a lot of starts and stops. It, it, took, a, it took a building relationships uh, at the Capitol, both elected and appointed on both sides of the aisle to make it a reality. And then it took the secondary piece. It's one thing to, to have the ability uh, to locate your memorial there. It's the second thing to make it real and build it. I know that the foundation of the CPF started with nothing. Yes. And... And I think the original funding piece or a big part of that is super, it's super important to where we're going. Tell me, tell me a little bit, you started with nothing. What was one of the most important components for the original funding of the memorial? We focused on firefighters. You know, firefighters literally wrote checks. Local unions wrote checks. Associations did fundraisers. Um, the, the license plate. If you look at the license plate, the firefighter license plate, you'll see a likeness that came out of backdraft. Yes. You just don't get to use that, folks. You, you have to get approval. So it took effort by a group led by Dan um, to get to the appropriate folks. So there was a, a vision to understand what would work. And then a capacity to get there and get the appropriate approvals. Once that happened, now you know we've we have a we have a the first funding source. We have a source that will have some revenue come to the foundation for the establishment of the memorial. So if CPF staff, there's some still in this building today that went from firehouse to firehouse and talked about the license plate. They literally because there was a number, and I'm, I, I apologize. They, you had to have so many applications for the license plate before you can even yes. get it 
before that program took. So they had to gather it was, hundreds they, of... They had to pre, pre-buy, too, yeah. correct? Yes. Yeah. So you had to fill out the application and write a check for something that may or may not come into... Yeah. And, be, and, and California's a big state. So they went literally up and down the state to firehouses. Not just, not just CPF locals, but firehouses up and down the state. The criteria at the time is you had to be an active firefighter. Mm-hmm. It's been extended to retired firefighters now, but at the time. So they physically pounded the pavement so that the license plate, the kind of one of the first elements of funding, um, would be possible. So that's the dedication. And I talked about having the authority to build it. That's in itself was a major lift, but then having the capacity to make it a reality. And so, as I said, you know, organizations, both fire and non-fire, you know, did, did some fundraising, all with one thought in mind, to provide the funding necessary to build a memorial. Rick, you know, as, as we've been sitting here um, talking about the memorial, and, and I know in our heads thinking about it, but there are those moments that each of us have when when we're at the memorial, whether we're there alone or we're with family and or with families. And, you know, they're, they're pretty intimate moments. So I'm going to ask, um, share one of those. I think as... Uh... For anyone who's been to the memorial, uh, it's a moving memorial, a memorial ceremony. But if you're there afterwards or the next day, uh, you'll see families uh, that are there. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the daughter, the son, grandchild, the spouse. And they're, they do a couple things, which is pretty common. Um, They'll touch the name. They'll sometimes etch the name with charcoal and a piece of paper. But it's the connection that occurs at that moment. And when you watch it, it's moving. But then I found myself with friends that I literally touch the name. And there's that very special connection. The minute the name is inscribed, and the minute that the first family member engages with that name, it's something you can't move. It's something that that's theirs, and they connect with it there where it is. And so uh, the thing that's moved me is, while I recognize that, I recognize it, I, I get it. And then to personally be engaged that same way, you know, subconsciously, emotionally, having that emotional connection is really powerful. And uh, it, it makes the discussion of modification to the memorial expansion even more challenging because it has to be thoughtfully and respectfully done to not downplay that very special place for those 1,500 families, but also so that we don't find ourselves here in a few years again. So it's, it's interesting, but it's, it's very personal, very personal. Yeah. It, um, as, I, as I look back over time, there's probably one, one name on there that I didn't personally know. I saw the pictures when she was killed, and it was, it's a young lady named Eva Shaiki, who I think was um, on a hell attack 
uh, group with uh, Cal Fire. In fact, probably then it was CDF. Um, and essentially it was burned over um, a young woman, probably less than 20. But what struck me was I was there with my wife and uh, Eva and my youngest daughter, Lindsay, played basketball together. And that, that connection, it kind of rocked me back going, she's a kid. What is she doing on here? And, and the, the, there's been two other ones, and, and some of them, one in particular, it is forever etched in my mind, the Barra family. And Lori and Nick and the girls will always be the age that they were when Matt passed. And um, that was rocking, that he, he was a young man and had such an exotic and a rare cancer. And, th- and then for me, the other one, and, and I was on the job, uh, we lost a guy, Jim Saunders, uh, had a fatal heart attack um, uh, on a grass fighter. Well, it was ours in the season. In fact, I think it was at Hagen Oaks and kind of that repairing area around the golf course. But w- I, when I see the name, I, I, I think back to not just the incident, but the effect that it had on members of the department, on the family. And how the department was was so handholding with the family that Jim was an organ donor and and that in itself is a whole process and 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 personally know the person that went through the process with Jim on behalf of the family, but it those things stick when we do the ceremony. And you watch families receive that flag, and um, even even legacy families, um, the meaning that is brought to that, that your loved one, son, daughter, husband, wife, grandfather, uh, uncle, aunt, they are memorialized and remembered for all time. Ed Anderson worked with me uh after he'd been on the job for probably five or six years, I was a captain. He was a firefighter. The driver was a was Don Ban. His I know Don. His, Don's uncle John was on the fire department. He was a captain. Don was an engineer. He was my engineer when I got a point promoted to captain. That crew of four of us, two of them, Don and Ed's name are on the wall. Uh, I can hear both those voices. At the last memorial, uh, the next day I went back to the memorial after our memorial ceremony the next day. I, I went to the wall and, and I stood there and found both their names along with a few others. I heard their voices. It's deeply personal. As a firefighter, it's deeply personal. I can only imagine as a family member. One of the reasons this memorial is on the Capitol ground, I think, is it's a living memorial. The, the blank, and I heard this yesterday, the blank wall symbolizes, I don't know any other way to put it, the sacrifices that are yet to come. I don't think any one of us ever thought consciously that the work will never be done. I mean, when the wall was unveiled, here were a list of names. And, and the wall is one element in our memorial. We, we refer to it as the wall, but it's really our memorial site. There's yes. many elements to it. But when, when the first time, and I happened to be there that day when they pulled that cover off our memorial, there was 
all these blank walls. But I didn't appreciate that over the next 25 years, I spent 35 years in the fire service. Over the next 25 years, I would have the opportunity to go back there and see someone's name on there that I worked with. There's 1,500 names on that wall. Young firefighters, we all think, well, we're doing it. Yeah, the old guys, they, right. but we're doing it today. We're, we're, we're doing it. And they are. And they are. Yeah. Just like I did, just like those 1,500 guys and their coworkers did it. And so to, to today's firefighter, if, if you have the good fortune of being a firefighter for 20 years and you go to the memorial, there's going to be someone on that wall that you worked with, that you did it with, that you had dinner with and you rode, rode on an apparatus with, you had fun, you were scared, you worked hard and you were dog tired. That's going to be someone who you know, you know their family, you know right. their kids, you know everything about them. You know more about them than potentially someone you live with today. We have enough room on our memorial today for one more one more cycle. So, so we're here to talk about expansion, not because we want to make it better or bigger. Right. It's out of need to maintain the recognition that those people who make the ultimate sacrifice deserve, not just today, not for people in my generation, but for people that haven't even started their careers. It's a moving place. For right. all of us, for any firefighter, I don't, I don't know that there are too many people that call themselves firefighters in the state that won't know someone that's on that wall today. And I doubt that there's anyone, any firefighter in the state that won't, if they don't know someone, I mean, know them, in a few years, won't have the unfortunate opportunity to, to see a colleague up on the wall. So... Our memorial is different than just about any other memorial you see. If you go to Washington, D.C. and you see the memorial to World War II or the Korean War or Vietnam War, one of the things about those memorials is, is that they become more static. There'll be very few people, if any, added to right. their recognition. Not ours, unfortunately. I, I never would have. I was at the first, um, I was at the inaugural uh, ceremony and the unveiling as, as were you never. And, and really in, until, uh, just the last few years, I never thought of the memorial as being full. And, and I mean that in that, um, I just, I never stopped to, to think that we're, we're never not going to lose firefighters. And I, I wish that's a statement that I didn't, I don't want to say it. And I, I wish I didn't have to say it, but that is the reality of the job. It is a dangerous job that we try to make. Um, I don't even want to say as safe as we can. We we calculate our risks, and we you know we make all these calculations, and then and then we move forward. And and that's kind of where we're at here. That moving forward piece, and um, we're here now, and. Kind of in this discussion, I know you and I, as you know, myself as a CPF president, you as the executive director of the foundation, you know, we've internally gone over ideas this direction, that direction. What do you, I guess, 
You know, we always think when we do the Firewire, most of the audience are firefighters. So I, I kind of feel like that is who we're speaking to. And as we are conceptually uh, building out um, the conceptual model of what it would look like, um, conceptually, you know, phasing in and, and discussing uh, the funding and, and the planning and the approvals and, and architects and all that processes. But when it comes down to this, and you and I talked about it, and, and this is, I just want to go there, the importance of active duty firefighters right now having a role in expanding this memorial. And, and, and I appreciate what you said. We're not building it to make it better. Um, yes, it will. Uh, modernize isn't the right term, but we've learned things over the last 20 years that can better represent and respect all members that have fallen. And so now would be an appropriate time. Um, to do that when you have to expand it, but there's a lot of restrictions on it. But, I, you know, new firefighters, us, what, what would, you're the director, what message um, would, would you like to convey and, and ask some of the newer members to consider as we move forward in this? Without a doubt, firefighting has changed. It, it, it's, it's like everything else, it evolved. We're continuing to evolve and we will, as a profession, evolve into the future. That's not going to be different. Society evolves. The, for a new firefighter, don't take stock on where you're at and the fact that you are where you are because of the folks who came before you. Not me, just collectively. And, and if you look back on how we got there, there was a lot of how, we, how, we, how this more memorial came to be. Vision and hard work. Elbow grease, sacrifice, contribution, and quite frankly, for the most part, while it's as a firefighter, it's my memorial too, and my friends and colleagues are on it. it, it it's really also, and maybe even more so, the expansion is really the next generation's memorial. Because, yes. because we, people like me, are at a point where we, we're, we're done. I mean, we've done what we can. And you, so, but, but what does a memorial mean to me? I've talked to, you know, I've mentioned my friends that are on there, the colleagues, people I, I worked with, people that we, we did all the things that happens, and it's not much different. Somewhere out there, within the sound of our voice, are a bunch of new officers local leaders that will, will go on to, to lead their organizations, fire chiefs, you just don't know it. Right. But I can tell you, in both those roles, as, as a member of the crew, as a firefighter, as a captain, we all, one of the things that we took pride in was we had each other's back. When you lose a firefighter, you take it upon yourself that you've missed that mark. I can tell you as a fire chief, one of my, you do worry about the folks that you that work with you. you. You worry about them. You know, my 10 years as a fire chief, I never lost a firefighter on an active incident. We came close, never did. We lost firefighters to job-related illnesses and injuries. And you take those to heart. 
today you fast forward, I, I, I'm in a position right this minute to help out the next evolution of our memorial. <clears throat> but it's not lost on me that as we expand and we have the capacity to add names, you know, I have a, a son that's a firefighter and a stepdaughter are both firefighters. You know, it, you look at it mathematically, it's, it's sobering. Yeah, it really is. And so what I'd like new firefighters to hear is that if, if you're doing it, then do it all. Then think about those who put a lot of their personal energies into making the memorial, the memorial, the site, hallowed grounds, and, and, and got us there. And that it, it is time for the next generation to roll up their sleeves. Today, uh, there's a little more capacity. So, so as we talk about funding, as we talk about fundraising, it would be wonderful. Um, like we do with so much of the other work of the foundation, we have great support from today's firefighter, active firefighters. Active firefighters do fundraising, golf tournaments, all kinds of things. Act for the foundation in general, like they do for their own foundations or their own charities at home. It would be great um, if that continues, just like it did at, at, the, at the start of our memorial, how that today's firefighters do what yesterday's firefighters did, and that is to figure out a way to help move that ball down the field. And so I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not hopeful. I'm confident that um, there'll be support out there in so many ways. I truly do think our youngest members and our newest generation of firefighters, our future is really bright. And what I have found is all you have to do is ask. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have just been amazed at the response when asked and, and what I would hope anybody who's listening to this now would be going, well, what can I do? What can I do? So, and then I, I'd kind of, oh, what, what do you, if a member came in and said, Hey, what can I do to help push this memorial forward? If, if it's, if it's dollars, if it's effort, what can I do to help? It's all of that. I think it's dollars, it's effort. It's, it's the ability. It's incredible. We didn't get into today what the foundation does and mm -hmm. where most of my time is spent. But I can tell you this. I have the opportunity in this role to talk to some pretty major organizations, you know, corporate corporations. And I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised, that when they say, listen, and I had an opportunity a few Months ago, I got a call from a, a large utility, and, and they said, hey, we want to help out. You know, we think what you work at the foundation is great, so we'd like to, you know. And, and I go over uh, programs. We have our programs are kind of in two piles, one firefighters and firefighter families. The other one's the public. You know, we have granting programs. We go into communities that have been faced with disasters, and we provide some initial funding to get people back on their feet and help them with other things. And the same way on the firefighter side, you know. Unfortunately, we have a line of duty death benefit and a line of duty injury benefit, and we provide it, and, and it's not fun, but it's necessary and appropriate. But in any case, they said, and when I went over, they said, well, we want to help firefighters. Okay. And, we, and they were very clear. We appreciate the work you do in the community, but we want you to hear loud and clear. We want the, our contribution, our donation to go to bettering firefighters in need. And that sentiment is out there widespread. So the first thing is, 
I think this is our collective effort. I think today's firefighter and, and some of us that are still uh, trying to assist, this is our effort. I think collectively, first and foremost, that we, we let people know this is important to us. Two, like I will do, it'd be nice to make a donation to the memorial expansion, a personal donation. <clears throat> you know, not everybody can, but if you can, if you can, you know, I, I've suggested to a few folks, hey, you ever work overtime? I think that's a thing right now. <laughs> work, work a day overtime and say I'm going to give 10% of what I made that day. It's a tax write-up to the foundation for the memorial expansion. I, I can tell you this, because of our criteria, I will never be on the wall. Yeah, same with me. Yeah. And, so, and, and the, I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. That means I won. Uh, but, but the fact of the matter is, is my friends are on that wall. Mm-hmm. More importantly, because they're firefighters, you can only imagine the dialogue that we, they would be having with me uh, if I said, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they don't want to be on the wall. I mean, they, I know want what you be, mean. they want to be on the wall for their families who are still here, their kids, their yeah. grandkids who go back to that wall and have that touch point. That's why I'm enthusiastic about it. I, because, again, as I said earlier, I have personal connections with people on the wall. I, I mean, I, I have personal connections. When I go there, I feel them. Mm-hmm. And so I'd ask everybody, because, again, to, to today's firefighter, there's maybe a firefighter who's on probation at some fire station somewhere in this state. It's hard to believe that your career will go pretty darn quick. It's hard to believe the relationships you're going to develop. And it's even harder to believe on how those relationships will be at your side when you're at your darkest moment. And then if you lose one of those, and they end up on the California Firefighter Memorial, you'll have a connection that you can't imagine today. So, yes. yes. It, this is, um, I know we got to, I got to, we got to wrap it up. Um, there are so many things to touch on when it comes to the memorial and the expansion of the memorial. And one of the things that, that um, I want the listeners to know as, as we're moving, you know, we're, we're doing the approvals on conceptual and we're looking at the appropriate time to um, begin to publicize what um, the expansion could look like. I wish we could put it all out right now today, but we know we can't necessarily do everything because there's still approvals that have to come that are within our influence, but we don't get to make that decision. And so I can say to everyone that's listening um, that you will be seeing the conceptual, the rendition and what it's going to look like. And this, I can say, um, the artist that we have chosen correct, mm-hmm. is Romo Studios. Jesus Romo uh, is a retired Sacramento City battalion chief. And Jesus's story, um, just of a young man growing up, an artist, a sculptor, a firefighter, um, is incredible. And then his son, Adan, um, worked with him uh, on a lot of uh, the uh, Fallen Brother and some of the other sculptures around the memorial. 
and many, many things are coming together, but I can tell you this, not many memorials have that kind of a connection with the artist. Ours is real. The, the man that designed, the creative mind, the passion for the job, the sorrow for, for members that are lost and friends that are lost, we, we collectively as a profession um, could not have been more blessed than where we're sitting at today um, with the actual um, preparing getting a concept ready, getting ready to build the memorial. We are where we need to be. We have the right people to do the honor uh, to our fallen brothers and sisters, past, present, and future. If you're out there, I really, as a member, I really want you to consider when we start pushing a little, a little bit more on a capital campaign, um, we need every firefighter to put in a little bit. When we say, I have your back, you go, we go. Whatever, however you sum up being a firefighter, firefighter is a team sport. It's not individual. We're a team. And so when a truck company goes to the roof, the engine company goes in the front door, they go in as a group and they come out as a group. And if, if I don't get out, if you don't get out, I'm bringing you out. And that's, that's the basis of how we establish our, our process on the fire ground, and, and, and not just the fire ground, but everything we do, whether it's maintaining the apparatus, cleaning the fire station, training. So we need it because it's, it's, it's representative, representative of who we say we are, that we're supporting our brothers and sisters on the wall and their families, that we haven't forgot them. And then going forward, we're ensuring that those brothers and sisters and their families that unfortunately will be added to that wall long after I'm gone or you're gone or we're all gone, that, that it's there for them, that it pays the appropriate recognition. You know, you and I have spoken to some pretty large-scale groups. Um, uh, we've each been a part of bringing some, some pretty solid uh, corporate donors in. Those opportunities are going to be there. What I would say to our active-duty members, it means the world when we can, we can look back and go, we have 35,000 firefighters that have skin in this game and um, effort and, and donations. So what I would say to everybody out there, as we are moving through the conceptual portions of this, watch for your opportunity to participate. Could be time, could be funds. And um, when that comes up, um, be, re be ready to be there and push the ball forward for those that, that have been there before us but for the ones that we know are coming and we don't know who they are and we have to be there um, for them. And so with that, Rick, do you have anything that you'd like to, to close with um, as we wrap up? No, it's, it's been my pleasure to be here today. And I think it's important to consider that whether any one of us in um, we were, we're all just, we're all firefighters at heart. This is what we do. We find ourselves in different roles and that, um, that in the end, what's going to matter, I think, is that we, as our, as our careers wind down, I've been blessed having this opportunity because I, I get to work with firefighters today and I'm around firefighters. 
but but at the end, the work that we do is just reflective of our of our profession. And to those who are out there, day in and day out, I respect you, and I am proud to say that I'm a retired firefighter because of the work you do today. So thanks. Rick, I want to thank you for joining me today and for everything the foundation has done uh, to protect the legacy of fallen firefighters and to provide care and support to their families. And if you're a firefighter in California, our memorial is in Sacramento. It's your memorial. And you owe it to your fallen brothers and sisters, those in the past and those yet to come, to make sure their sacrifice is never forgotten. And we'll be asking for your help over the next few years to make this new memorial, a tribute worthy of our proud profession. If you want to help, you can find out more at cafirefoundation.org backslash memorial expansion. And with that, uh, I'm Brian Rice. I'm the president of the California Professional Firefighters and the chair of the California Fire Foundation. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the CPF Firewire. You can find CPF Firewire at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you find podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. You can also find CPF Firewire at the CPF website, www.cpf.org, and on the CPF YouTube page. We're always interested in getting your feedback, comments, and criticism. Tell us what you'd like to hear about. Drop us a line, info at cpf.org. CPF Firewire is a production of California Professional Firefighters. Our producer is Carol Wills. Our engineer is Matt McDermott. Please join us next month for another edition of CPF Firewire.